You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Teves! I'm kidding, I'm kidding, relax, I know, I know it's Elul, silly me, right? Whoever yells out Teves or any other month for that matter, it's only Elul that a mashkiach, a rebbe, a rosh yeshiva, a rabbi could yell out Elul, right? It's only that month of year. If you ever find somebody who yells out another month of the year that's not Elul, I would question the yichos. But anyways, moving right along. Elul is a time, we're getting involved, we're getting in the zone. There's there's Teshuvah, Tefillah, Tzedakah, Mavir, Nisrug, Zela. I just wanted to sh- show that I can quote um, one of the very famous, uh, you know, verses that we recite in the Tefillah of Rosh Hashanah. I just wanted to show that I know it by heart. Elul is this time of year we come to, but very often it could give us a little bit of anxiety. And you know, I'm I'm mainly talking about the Yom Nuram seats. Just the mere mention of these three words, Yomim Nuram seats, it can give people anxiety. Where am I going to sit? Who am I going to sit next to? Is it going to be next to the Chazan? Who is the Chazan going to be? Am I going to be close to the chauffeur blower? Do I need earplugs? Do I not? There's so many questions that we have to ask about these Yom Nuram seats. Am I going to be close to the exit? Oh, close to a door? All these questions, right, of where we're going to sit, right? And there's so many other things as well that, you know, Elul brings to the table. There's It's the month of chauffeur blasts and, you know, giving charity and doing teshuva and asking for forgiveness. Do you forgive me? Do you forgive me? Do you forgive me? How about you? Do you forgive me? Right? Deciding which machser I'm going to use. Art scroll, Feldheim, Masorah. Masorah is the same as art scroll. Uh, whatever it is. I can't think of another brand name right now, but you could insert your own at the pause. There's so many questions and it's very easy to get lost during this hectic time of year. There's so many things that need to be done, and rightfully so. However, it's important that we not neglect to focus on perhaps what might be the most important thing during these days. And you know what that is? This isn't a shocker. This isn't a chiddush. It's Torah study. It's limud ha-Torah. It's learning God's Word. Torah study is essential for the process of Teshuvah. And I'll prove it to you. We said every day during Shemun Esrei, Hashivenu Avinu Leso Resecha. Bring us back, our Father, to your Torah. Isn't it so amazing? When it comes to the paragraph of Teshuvah in the Shemun Esrei, we begin with the words, with the phraseology of bring us back, our Father, to your Torah. Sometimes the Torah that we learn, it's from a certain perspective of seriousness and yira and fear and I'm not going to battle, I can't talk, I can't do this. And, and that there's, there's definitely truth to that. However, we must not look over the fact that when Anshei Knesset HaGadola established the words of our prayer of the Shemun Esrei, they said, HaShivenu Avinu L'Sorasecha, bring us back our Father to your Torah. There's an element of mercy here. There's an element of beauty here. There's an element of connection here, of relationship. And what is the connection between HaShivenu, between Tshuva and between Torah? It's realizing that it's not just an intellectual pursuit or something that we just, you know, learn 
learn to be able to argue with others. It's it's your Torah. It's this is God's word. This is Hashem's Torah. And Hashem, who is Hashem? Hashem is our Father. And this is the word of God. You know, when when your father's talking, it is completely and wholly disrespectful to talk in his place or to answer in his place. You have to give him the proper honor and respect. And the same is true when it comes to the word of our Father in heaven. The Torah, right? We have to give it the utmost respect and and realize that Hashem's talking right now. So how can I go and talk to someone else, right? That's that's part of the understanding of the background of the idea of being mevatel Torah. When I'm focused on the Torah, I'm not focused on anything else. It's that reverence. It's that level of element of fear. But there's also that element of of connection and that beauty and that the realizing that the Torah is from Avinu. It's from Hakadosh Baruch who's our Father in heaven. And this is what Teshuvah is. Teshuvah is all about returning to our fathers, about realizing, oh my gosh, I'm missing something in my relationship, my connection. And that's why Hashiveinu Avinu Sarasecha, there's this connection between Teshuvah and Torah, because Torah brings us back. Torah, Limura Torah, and, and learning Torah connects us to our Father in heaven. But there's another element of Torah, and it's the element of protection. You know, the Ramah, in the Halachos of Shofar, in Tuf Kuf Pehei, 585. You know what the Ramah says? Well, the Shulchan Aruch starts off, You have to blow the Shofar while standing. And the Ramah adds in, And the Minog is to blow the Shofar by the Bima, next to the Bima, in the place that we read the Torah. So that's why very often, most of the time in, in every shul, the Baal Tukea, the one who's blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, he stands right next to the Bima. The Bima is the place where we read from the Torah. Why do we do that? Says the Mishnabura, the Chavitz Chaim. In order that the merit of the Torah, Yagein Aleinu, should protect us, and the merit of the Torah should protect us and go before us on this lofty day of judgment. Isn't that amazing? It's the zechus of the Torah, the merit of the Torah. That's why we want to blow the shofar next to the bima, the place where we read the Torah, in order to tag along with the protection of the Torah. Because Torah protects. You know, the Gemara in Mako says that divri Torah kolten, divri Torah serve as an are miklat. It's brought down in the piske teshuva. That what? That the ear, that Elul is comparable to an ear Miklat. And I want to tell you something amazing. And Ir Miklat is a city of refugee. Again, this connects to the Parsha of Shoftim, which discusses the Ir Miklat. If someone unintentionally kills another person, he's allowed to run to a designated city and it will protect him from being murdered himself. The study of Torah says the Gemara in Makos is likened to an Ir Miklat because the Torah acts as a place of refugee, it has protective influences on us, right? And like the Pesachit Shuva says, Elul is likened to an Ir Miklat in the sense that what that our sins are atoned for. The month of Elul provides us with a protective influences, just like the study of Torah does. So now let me tell you something, right? If imagine you study Torah during the month of Elul. If studying Torah is like an Irmiklat, and the month of Elul, like the Piskei Shuvah, is, is like an Irmiklat, when you study Torah during the month of Elul, you are in a 
you you are essentially you're like an ear mikla within an ear mikla. You're in a refugee within a refugee. You're in a bunker within a bunker. It's like ultimate protection. You know, Mishpacha magazine issue seven 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 hundred seventy seven. Yeah, had an article about the preparation for the Simashas, which took place. You know, at this point, it was over a year ago, right? On page sixty one. You know what they wrote? They wrote the following: This event will be classified by the Department of Homeland Security as level. Level two, the most critical short of a presidential visit. You realize when you study Torah during the month of Elul, the level of protection that we have is an even greater level of security than the Department of Homeland Security's protection during a presidential visit. One of the most well-known phrases that we hear about during this time of year is Anila Dodi Vidodili. I am for my beloved, for Hashem, and my beloved Hashem is for me. It's about this connection. And the Roshi Tevos, the first letters of Ani, Ladodi Vidodili, spells out Elul, right? It spells out Elul. By the way, Derech Agav, just pointing out on the side. I don't know if there's a connection here, but again, my belief is there's nothing that's a coincidence. What's a Jewish drink? You know, a Jewish drink, even in halacha, coffee, right? Coffee. Even in halacha, it has the status, according to many, as chamar medina, and therefore you could use it for certain things, like havdalah, if you need. But so, coffee, everyone drinks it. Every shiva guy drinks it. People working, everybody drinks coffee. Coffee is such a Jewish food, right? But what is the point of coffee? It caffeinates it. It it wakes us up. Isn't it interesting? The Hebrew word for coffee is kafe. Kuf pehe, kafe, which is begematria 185, the same exact as Anila Dodi Vdodi Li is also 185. Is that a coincidence? I don't know, but this is Azman. El is a time to wake up, to have that caffeine, to have that coffee. Um, that's just a cute, a cute idea. But we have to understand something, that when we connect to the Torah during this month of Elul, it serves as a bunker within a bunker. It's this ultimate level of connection that we want to bring with us as a merit coming into the Yom Adin, the Day of Judgment. I heard an amazing story from Rabdavi Ben Shushan. He said a story with Rav Moshe Feinstein. He was the Gadol Hadar of a America. He was learning one time in his yeshiva, in MTJ, he was learning and working on a heavy-duty sefer, the Shav Shmaisa, which is a real challenging sefer to learn. Okay? He was learning Torah, and someone all of a sudden comes running into the base medrash, and again, the base medrash was filled with many, many people, yeah, with all the students learning Torah. Everyone, quick, he said, everyone, quick, a Jewish boy was just hit by a car. We have to stop learning and recite to heal him. Rav Moshe said, no. We are not stopping to recite Tehillim. And they all asked, they asked Rav Moshe, they asked their Rebbe, they asked the Gadol Adar, the leader, what, what do you mean? How could we continue to learn? We should stop and recite Tehillim. A Jewish boy was just hit by a car. And Rav Moshe said, the boy is not Jewish. And they came running back inside and they said, what do you mean? Rav Moshe, the boy was wearing a yarmulke. The boy who got hit by a car was wearing a yarmulke. Rav Moshe said, he's not Jewish. Everyone continued to learn. Don't stop to recite to Hillim. And they went outside again, and they found out that the boy was not Jewish. And they said to Rav Moshe, wow, was that a miracle? Do you have like this vision? Like what, how did you know that? And he said, no. So they asked him, so Rav Moshe, how did you know that the kid was not Jewish? And Rav Moshe said, I was working, sweating, and learning the difficult sefer, the Shav Shmaisa. I was learning Torah, and finally, I understood it. And it was the exact moment that I understood Pshat and what I was learning. 
And that's when this man came running in, screaming that the Jewish boy got hit by a car. And there is no way that while I was learning and came out with the truth from the Shav Shmaisa, that anybody in the surrounding neighborhood that's Jewish could possibly have any damage or danger. Because while I was learning with that intensity, the neighborhood, the Lower East Side, was protected. It had to have been a guy. And they found out that the boy who got hit by a car indeed was a non-Jew. So why was he wearing a yarmulke? He chased down a Jewish boy down the block, grabbed his yarmulke off his head, put it on his own head to tease him, ran across the street, and got hit by a car. The Torah that Moshe was learning was protecting the entire East Side. The Torah that we learn protects us, it protects the people around us. And how much more so when we learn Torah, we connect to the Torah in any way, shape, or form during the month of Elul, where the Torah serves as an ear miklat, a place of refugee, a bunker, a place of protection. And Elul serves as an ear miklat, a place of refugee, a bunker, a place of protection. So it, it provides this ultimate sense of security and the sense of I'm, I'm, Hashem, I'm with you. Hashem, I realize Avinu, you're my father. Hashem, I want to have this connection. I want to have this relationship. Let's forget about the past. So whatever it is, there's so much Baruch Hashem out there. Go to a Sfarim store or go online, go to Torah anytime. Find someone you like listening to. Every day of Elul, or at least more during the month of Elul than perhaps you normally do, try to learn something. Learn about Rosh Hashanah, learn about Yom Kippur, learn about Sukkot, learn about, uh, you know, tying shoes the way, the correct order, learn about brachos. Find something, learn something, and the Torah that we learn during this month, you could be a man, you could be a woman, it doesn't matter. There's so much to learn, there's so much to learn about challah, learn about whatever. There's so much to learn and gain from, but it's not, and it's not just about the learning, it's about the relationship. And as we're taught as well, though, it's also part of having the relationship. When we're in that relationship with Hashem, that's what is providing us with this, this protection, this security, with this ear miklat, with this place of refuge. And uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu should give us the strength and the wherewithal to be able to, to find time to learn during this month and come and approach Rosh Hashanah with as much security and much as much protection that we can. Wishing you a holy week, and we'll see you next time.